previously on Domstats. After a disappointing gag reel and a whole week without episodes, season three is now within reach. This week, Bob, John, Rob, and Mike all discuss their thoughts on seasons one and two and attempt to bring new listeners up to speed. Will they get anywhere important today? Will the recap be any good at all? Will the Skype sound quality drive new listeners away? Find out tonight on Talking Dumps. The podcast. Recap. It's Dump Stats. So, Mike, you had some ideas about what you actually wanted to do today. You were talking about it in chat today. I can't quite remember. But, like, for a season two recap, what were you uh, thinking? Well, I was thinking we could just do, uh, you know how, like, we did a a season one recap to kick off season two? Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought we could do that again, except instead of, like, doing the the clip show and the highlight reel, we just, the four of us just talk about, like, the story so far and what are our favorite moments. I like that. It'll be more conversational. It'll be a little easier to listen to, I think. I like that. And, you know, a lot less editing for me, too. (laughs) Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And our audience, I think, has grown to know us. Yeah. Dare I say it, love us? They haven't haven't grown in number. No. Yeah, they're infatuated with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I'll jump off. I'll start, if that's okay. Um, So... Just just from like a DM's perspective, w- narratively, what I wanted to do with season two and what, thanks to my amazing players, uh, what I think accomplished, uh, wh- what I think we accomplished pretty well. Um, so season two's sophomore, you, you know, you know, uh, uh, units of book, movie, uh, TV, whatever, whatever the 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 source is have always felt to me like this is when the party or the main characters um, realize they're in over their heads, Um, not from a lack of experience per se, although that can sometimes play into it, like you guys had never encountered the undead before, and we encountered that at the end of the last season with Mordecai. Uh, but more, like like I said, less lack of experience and more what have we gotten ourselves into. More like the, the results of our, of our own machinations, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, obviously, the big elephant in the room was Nero raising the husk of Valia, and you know, yeah. holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's forget a forget that forget for seeing me. a zombie or two. <laughs> we've never seen we've never seen a. A uh, uh, hundred foot tall extra planar <laughs> monster <laughs> emerge from the ocean. Yeah, I'll I, I just go and say it. that was my bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bad. This is this, this is a judgment free <laughs> recap. <laughs> judgment free recap. Well, are we free to judge ourselves? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. And, and, and go I'd ahead. love to. I'd love to get into that and hear from uh, oh, yeah. the, the player characters. <laughs> John, I, I got stuff to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> got things um, to say. So, so I wanted to craft an experience that was, uh, you, you know, the things that I threw at you guys were hard, at, at, and not in an insurmountable way, but in a way that, like, you had to, you had to use what you had already done instead of think about what you had already done. Mm-hmm. You, you, it was really about actions, and and I mean that's why I thought the whole setup of being fugitives for an entire season. And I mean you still are, but being fugitives for an entire season, being on the run, on the lam, right? Not really having a a country, not really having a uh, uh, an identity beyond the bad humanoids, right? And even that, I wanted to test. I wanted to stress test. You know the. The, the integrity the, of the yeah, bad the humanoids. seams of the bad yeah. humanoids, and I think yeah. we hit a lot of really great points with that. Um, with uh, you know, not trusting each other, not believing each other, um, you know, backdoor whispers and um, admitting to one another that uh, I don't really know if this is the right choice because everyone kind of had a position of leadership, right? Germ obviously a literal position of leadership as the captain of a ship, mm. right? The traditional leadership of a hierarchy, right? I have crew, I have sailors, mm. I have my brain trust, whom I'm still technically in charge of, even though Germ wouldn't necessarily say that. order or yeah. push around Nero, Dash, you know, uh, Nate, yeah. things like that. Only on the boat. Home, home, only yeah, on only the boat. on the boat. <laughs> only on the boat. Which you were on for 95% of season six. So, always on the boat. Once we hit land, you know. <laughs> you were on your own. Hashtag boat. What? Um, and actually, uh, like, that was a little bit of my intent, too, was to give you as little landfall as possible. I wanted this to be a season at sea um, for many number of reasons. One, I've always wanted to do a pirate-themed campaign, and I finally got to do that, so... Yeah. That's my own <laughs> little thing. But also, I think the isolation, you know, being cooped up, uh, not really being able to just fucking leave if you wanted to. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. H- having, having the exit door be a different kind of exit than just, I'm leaving this situation. It's, you know. Well, and, I, and I really think traditionally that's why walking the plank really was one of the most terrifying, uh, uh, you know, tortures or deaths that pirates could inflict on their victims, right? Because, it, 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 yeah, there are, there are, this is shark-infested waters. For me, a shark death would be great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. being, pu- quick. Right, being pushed into the water and then just being left there to drown yeah. from exhaustion. It's a lot more terrifying. Suck. <laughs> no, I'm not sick. sick. Yeah. Well, it's sick in yeah, yeah, it's, the it, traditional it's, sense. It's sick. 
So those were the big, big kind of things I wanted to do with season two, and I really feel like you guys, um, uh, uh, you know, took that to levels I couldn't even imagine um, with some choices that you made. And we can get into those specifically, but uh, uh, let's hear from uh, the players. Um, why don't we? Why don't we start with our captain, our fearless captain? Oh, captain, my captain. Who who is as land bound as he can be in the mountains right, of yeah. Western North Carolina? Uh, I did. I did go swimming in a uh, beneath a waterfall recently. That was very nice. But um, wow, Aww. which uh, where? Uh, Turtle Turtleback Falls, I think it's Lake called. Havasu, bitches. Bam, bam. No. What? Where? <laughs> Turtle Beach. It's called Tur- Turtle, Turtle Beach? Falls, I think. It's in uh, Pisgah State Park, something like that. Okay. Oh, anyway, uh, unrelated. We'll edit that out. But Pixar, <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> but uh, I just, I think one of the, one of the things when I think about where the campaign is now and what we're doing and what we just got finished doing. And then I think about how we started in the first three episodes. It's just us dicking around a police station like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and having like no direction other than like, who are these people? Uh, you know, you're my brother, you're my friend, but, but who are your characters and why are we at this police station? That's basically a DMV. And like, <laughs> it really, it really was less of a police station. Yeah. We went from what could have been like, uh, a series of, you know, like fetch quests of oh okay this is the job of the week from the police station which is I was one I was wondering I'm like is that what this is gonna be like is is Bob just gonna have us come back to the police station and get us a new quest every week but then it's just like oh no there's political intrigue the governor doesn't want you alive there's there's like mistreated <laughs> natives there's you know there's <laughs> we'll get back there's to a that. giant monster <laughs> coming from the ocean you know like again uh, yeah again my bad. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it really just, uh, right right around, I think, see, like episode four, which would be the second session for us, like things really took off. And I think um, they haven't really slowed down much since. And I think that that's just fantastic. And uh, anyone who's, anybody who is like wanting to start and go back to season one, get, you know, you got to really bear with us for the first like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was Rob's very first line in the podcast. You guys want to buy some goods? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, to, and to think of that and w- versus where we are now, it's it's just delightful. Yeah, I mean Nero's not that different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty simple minded. Well, it almost like well, uh, like I I mean I edit all these episodes. I listen to every single one of them, and I, I went back recently and listened to like the first two episodes, and then I listened to the ones that we just did recently. And it almost feels like we rehearsed them, like it, it like nice. they're that they're that tight, you know. And then mm. you know, there's it, it's like we rehearsed them, but we didn't cut the gag reels out, you know. Like we, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. That's what it seems like. It seems like we had pre-written stuff for our characters, but we had no idea, you know. And I think it's just we when right. you spend you know upwards of fifty hours playing a game with people and and really getting into your characters, like it. It really does show, and I think that that uh, that anybody who made it through the first half of season one, I feel like there's a reason that they stuck around. <laughs> but I don't blame those people who didn't get through the first half of season one. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Is, it was it was a lot which, of growing pains. Which is why I also wanted to do a good recap, you know, so that if anybody wanted to jump on, you know, now that it's good, 
you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like like with some TV shows, a lot of the times it'll be like, oh, like just watch the pilot, but like it gets so much better after the pilot. Uh, I feel like when you translate that to podcasts, it's like watch the first like fifteen hours, listen to the first (laughs) fifteen hours, then after the after that, like it gets really really good. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think with all of us coming from some sort of like at least writing background, a lot of us TV enthusiasts, we follow like the producers and writers. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of season one uh, was not only us as characters like feeling each other out, but also it was a slow burn of like, you know, uh, exposition, character development, you know, plot structure. And then, you know, oh man, once you get to season two, man, things take off. Yeah, and it's uh, and that's why I love. I was influenced by that, like in some ways. I, I, I that crossed my mind. Yeah, and that's why I love D and D so much, mm-hmm. or Pathfinder. I guess we're playing technically. Yeah, uh, is that it's, Hi, it's, it's it's not only are you playing a game, but you're writing as you go, yeah. and it's, oh, absolutely. it's like so much encapsulated oh. into one game. Yeah, that you don't even realize the parts of your brain that are getting workouts mm-hmm. as you, as you're going and like. Oh, like John said this. Like, how would Nero react to that? Like, I think about everything Nero's been through mm-hmm. before that, and That's like how he feels about Nate, and like right. what's just happened, and it's like writing on the fly. I mean, it's like like <coughs> you guys do improv, right? And I imagine it's very similar to like it is scene painting stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. that. Yeah. And 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 season one, when I talk about like testing the limits from a DM's perspective, right? Season one with you guys, I wanted to give you guys a playground. Right, I wanted to give you guys this island archipelago where you could try virtually anything, mm-hmm. right? Or not try, as the case says Nero in Air Magic Class. <laughs> <laughs> Trying's right. not cool. Resist huh? real hard. Resist, yeah. resist real hard. A- and then with season two, I wanted to be like, here's what happens when you treat life like a playground. You know, like here's what happens when. Uh, uh, it, 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 here's what happens when the consequences come yeah. knocking at your door slash, you know, chasing you down in the ocean slash betraying mm. you yeah. <laughs> what happens by you, your you own get put blood. Put timeout, and timeout is yeah. you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that timeout is. Yeah, yeah. And and Mike, I really like your point and uh, about um, this, you know, season one being having these kind of like. Uh, these these growing pains to it in almost every way, and I I kind of love that we still have those episodes that even like with the recording and everything we were still finding our way right mm-hmm. yeah. like it, it it creates this rawness to it that is you know qualitatively no not the best but again when you compare it to like where it's come now uh, well, super satisfying oh yeah it's <coughs> worth it. one of the big uh, one of the big realizations for me was near the end of last season when everything was coming to a head, there were the dead bodies just appearing and there was finger pointing and detective work and... <laughs> Germs Detective Agency. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> there were there were moments where I was thinking, like, I don't know how Nate would react to this, but based on everything he's been through thus far, maybe his philosophy or his perspective has changed a little bit. And I there were moments I would struggle with what... I, as the character, would do, and then that's when I realized it was just a testament to how everyone else has played and how we progressed because, you know, I realized, like, I'm having a difficult decision. I'm having a difficult time making this decision 
even though it's a fictional character and there's really literal no repercussions. <laughs> right. But I was just, I, I'm invested. Because you care. Yeah. Like, we, it's like we've been spending time with, with the bad humanoids. Like, it's like they're a part of us. And I think now about, like, long-term, uh, you know, consequences. Like, when before, I feel like my character wouldn't do that, but now I'm like, hmm, this may come back. And it's been weird to deal with that because a lot of writers will tell you that they'll start something and then they're surprised with where the story goes. And I've definitely been surprised with everybody's character. Yeah. Mine especially. I think it's it's insane how far the characters, like so much change in the characters in that like in season one, we we were all these kind of like typical, like like very one-dimensional characters. Like, oh, Nero's the burnout drug addict college student. Uh, Germs, the big dumb guy who just wants to fight things, and Nathaniel is like the cut up who's like doing impressions and always has a, a gag. But now you look at these, season two. These characters honestly sound pretty fleshed out. With a dark secret. Yeah. So you look at you look at season two and even the end of season one. Now it's like, oh, Nathaniel's like constantly brooding. You know, he's very he's he's got a lot on his mind. He's got a lot all this weight on his shoulders now, and he's not really taking time for all these little characters as much. And uh, it's not as like fun for I'm him like anymore. I'm like the Tupac of the group. And then, you know, Germ's <laughs> out here learning responsibility. He's got people's lives in his hands. He's not necessarily just trying to take everything head on because he knows people are going people can die and it'll be his fault. And Nero is now has this incredible power that he was, you know, you know, two seasons ago he never would have been prepared for. And you're still kind of unprepared for it. But it's it's like everybody's really grown into this like it's like we're it's like it's like adolescence is over and we're all we all finally have responsibilities you know yeah we're facing the harsh realities of the the world that we live in and <laughs> i the fantasy world that we live in in the fantasy world the fantasy world that we live in god everybody we care about is dying right. <laughs> fictionally <laughs> <laughs> and honestly that's one of the things that i wanted to do with uh dash thought we could do a little npc spotlight on Probably our NPC who's closest to being a PC. Oh, yeah. Had we had someone here. That's definitely the NPC that I have put the most, like, you know, character framework into. Um, uh, apart from um, uh, Rocket, of course. Of course. Who, oh, yeah. Guys, when he comes back, he's got <laughs> 50-page backstory. Like, there is, just, there is no waiting. evidence to suggest that Rocket is not Dash. That's also true. So, see? <laughs> Um, it's it's the it's the sword in right. Act One. Right, exactly. Yes, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Chekhov's sword. It's, it's Chekhov's bard, yeah. and that sword was so, Hitler. <laughs> the idiot. idiot. So with Dash, I wanted with each of you to have a particular relationship with Dash. Um, and when I brought her to the table, I knew that she was going to be important. I didn't quite know how much yet um and we're still nowhere near that um but with dash i wanted to my my first instinct was make her the first mate under germ right because exactly what you said there mike i wanted germ to yeah like learn what it really takes to be a captain right like she was a foil yeah, yeah, but the right kind of foil, the <laughs> Riker to Picard, you know, the one who, uh, uh, sec- when, when she second guesses the captain, it's not for any kind of power play, it's not for anything else except she genuinely, like Germ, believes in 
the sanctity of the ship, mm. right? And, and what is best for the ship. And that's what I think a first mate should do, right? Yes, they are technically a subordinate to the captain, but I see that as much less of a, a rigid border between the two and more of a fluid path where the first mate can indeed kind of go above the captain for a, 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 a brief time to be like, dude, yeah, you know, keep him in check. A yeah, little keep bit, him in yeah. check exactly, and and that's what I wanted to do with her with that, and with Nero, I wanted Dash to be a different kind of foil for you, someone who didn't know you at all, someone who was coming in with a blank slate and sees this, you know, crazy dark <laughs> wizard, right, <laughs> and look at you like an albatross, right, right, having yeah. you on board is making this kind of fugitive, uh, 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 you know, escaping the law situation way harder, uh, at least from her perspective. But over the course of the season, she learns, right, as of, but like that bond of being a fellow magic user, right, was the thing that eventually came out as being the most important relationship between you two. Yeah. She understands the the you know the responsibility that goes into having that kind of power mm-hmm. yeah and how, and then, da- how dangerous it can and be and how dangerous it can be yeah. and how even the strongest of magic users can succumb to s- it succumb to it yeah. right and 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 that turned her inward on herself to realize how many times have i put someone to sleep just to you know steal some coin from them or get them to stop hitting on me in the bar yeah. right I leave them. What if that really fucks them up? What you know, like what <laughs> right, if like, what, what are if, the consequences? What are the consequences of that little thing? Like and and you know, in the grand scheme of things, yes, raising a you know millennia old demon from the sea is <laughs> probably a little bit is probably bigger, bigger and, and yeah. different than you know like Putting someone swooning to someone bar, in, yeah. to steal a couple of silver. <laughs> but but like when you strip away all of the details, it's still manipulation of something that might not want to be manipulated. Yeah. And uh, there was a bond there. And of course, Nathaniel, right, yeah. we created the love interest because uh, uh, you got to have it. Um, and, you know, there was something, there's something fun and exotic about the, the romance at high seas thing. But, uh, and, I'll, and I'll speak to this plainly, I didn't want there to be any kind of, you know, cliche kind of situation going on with this, right? Mm-hmm. You and Dash are both very damaged people yeah. uh, for different reasons. And, you know, I didn't want that to ever be the reason that you quote-unquote got together right, right. or whatever, right? Just a common toxicity. Right. And, and, and you know, there is definitely romantic interest there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is, you know that you two found that kind of bond beyond any sort of other skills that you possess yeah, yeah. was kind of what I wanted. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing because, you know, you know, Nate's been hurt before. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's hurt before. Yeah. But uh, that was the one thing, like, I had in mind, like, as I saw kind of the road that was leading, it's just been like, that is the one thing I don't want to do, where it's like boat prom. And we're both like, hey, so, you know, uh, always thought you were kind of a nerd, but then you took off your glasses. Um, 
<laughs> but it was both of us like piss ass drunk. Sixpence none the richer kicks in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Part of it is the fact that I'm talking to Bob, and he's playing a girl, <laughs> and it's being recorded in the annals of history. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> I have, we'll lay the masculinity on the table. We'll 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 talk about it. I have let that hinder me, uh, but. And I will say, like, I have taken, this is kind of a th- some things I've not done well in the past, and that is, I've never really had a ton of female players who play female characters in my campaigns in the past, so I honestly don't have a ton of, exper- uh, of experience with that. I've had plenty of female NPCs before, but... I wanted, with Dash, to do something completely different. I wanted to give her as many dimensions as possible, mm-hmm. right? I wanted her to be uh, uh, a, 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 a woman in her own right. I wanted her to be one of the guys. I wanted her to be, uh, you know, uh, a master, mistress of her own domain. I wanted her to be flawed. I wanted her to be vulnerable. I wanted her to have a backstory that she is so like tight with Mm -hmm. that she does not talk about you know and uh uh, i I wanted to like do all of that uh with her um so much so that i realized i should probably have other female characters (laughs) you know and then i was like i know arch lich (laughs) we'll just (laughs) yeah i mean whereas balance out the exactly the protagonist with an antagonist whereas you have dash who is one of the guys but she also you know keeps an air of femininity uh, independence and then you got the lich (laughs) (laughs) who is a lich (laughs) well cut off my head see what happened i I think you did a great job with dash because because um honestly there was there was like a time i'd say probably two whole sessions maybe even three where i didn't know about her you know i thought maybe she was in Mm -hmm. on it i thought she was gonna turn on us and and you but you kept giving me there were like little little things that I would suspect about her. Be like, oh, her ace buzz go way back, you know. She was the only person who maybe could have gotten in there or, or whatever like that. But then also there were these other moments where she would step up and and literally put her own life in danger to save us. And I just didn't know what to think about it. And I think that was a great. That just goes to show that it's a good character in that it's not just like you present us with this character and it's just like it's so obvious. Like okay. She's a good guy. It's so clear. We need to just like that's what she's here for. Like no, she actually right. she felt like an actual person who you couldn't really right. you, you if you want to figure out what her deal is, you got to ask her, you know? Like that's what yeah. Right. I I still don't know how I feel about yeah. it. I'm not 100% <laughs> I either. think we've all yeah. had at least one interaction where it got heated. It got a little tense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because, uh, I mean, at one point, she also suspected each of us of something. That's true. Oh, yeah. So And, and, and like, I wanted to, that to be, like, to, like, you know, turn it, to hold the mirror up to you guys. It's, like, right? It, and to draw that line between player and character. Because sometimes when you are the PC, right, mm-hmm. and you have three or four of them, right, you feel like a demigod in the DM god's world. Right. right. You feel like I can point all the fingers. I can do all these things because I'm a PC, right? I, I'm an actual live human being playing this. I'm not a fabrication that exists in a fantasy world, right? 
And so I wanted to use those moments where she distrusted you, you know, Nero for dark magic, uh, Germ for, you know, calls, uh, you know, strategic calls as captain, and Nate just in general for, you know, fucking being a person to her, right? You know, like looking to you as like, be a human with me because I'm trapped with these. You know, I've got my boss and then I've got this guy. (laughs) You know. I didn't have anybody helping me on my first day. (laughs) (laughs) My boss... Handed me a goddamn hammer and he told me to hammer. Welcome to the welcome to the workforce we got. No. <laughs> Hang on, I'm the weird guy at the office. Is that hundred percent? You were Milton. Like you are. You're gonna burn it all down. Like, uh, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I just want my stapler. And Germ is uh, the one who's like, yeah. If I could have you uh, batten those mizzen masks, that'd be great. Yeah. Hi, it's Germ Crowley. <laughs> Yeah, it's germ, it's germ again. <laughs> hey, Nero. Hey. What's Nero. happening? Well, except it would just be... And then, and then uh, Eldeth and... Uh, uh, and then Eldeth and uh, Rockwell are, are the, the Bobs. The, the Bobs, They're yeah, the Bobs, the Bobs. That's so... Now, Germ, what would you say you <laughs> do here? <laughs> Eldeth totally was John C. McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> just a short squat John Cena. No, 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 no. Tall Same as he is, just with the beard and dressed yeah. as a dwarf. <laughs> I'm a tall dwarf. Um, I tell you, when I hear Michael Bolton sing When a Man Loves a Woman, I, there's just <laughs> nothing I can do. He's pretty great. Yeah, goddamn damn right, right he is. <laughs> I tell you, I celebrate his entire catalog. Guys, my greatest influence for this campaign was Office right. Space. <laughs> I didn't see it until just Truth now. Time. You know. Yeah, yeah, now you see. Um, so I'd like to talk about... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Does that mean... Go ahead. Was Ace Buzz uh, fucking Ron Livingston's neighbor? What was his name? Daryl? Or... Oh, Daryl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Peter, you man. You the same time, man. Deidre Bader? Hey, Peter, man. Channel 9. Rest of the uh, answer is yes. Right. <laughs> so that makes sneak the jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Real. Either, either that or dog shit was jump to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he got pretty banged up. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, and uh, speaking of that, great segue there, Rob. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Ooh. I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, th- this is the in memoriam part of the Oscars. Characters we lost, uh, mm. uh, feelings... About mm-hmm. those characters, uh, good characters, bad characters, a uh, uh, th- lot of death in season two, way more than in season one. Well, I mean, if you count the thousands of villagers, you know, that burnt to a crisp. We're talking about people we know who have yeah. names, uh, <laughs> not soldier number one, etc. Oh, yeah. um, we're talking we about lost the, the people few. with their SAG cards, you know. Right. right. Yeah, they, they are getting credits. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting paid scale. Yeah. No, they're 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 in credits. They're they're before the with and. Yeah. Um, we lost uh, we lost Ace Buzz mm-hmm. after an enduring uh, two seasons. Almost made it two full seasons uh, as a character. Kind of light in season one, but definitely a major player in season two. Thoughts on Ace Buzz? Anthony Ace Buzz Bazanski to be. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Anthony Bazanski. Oh man. You know, I was not, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's possible that, you know, it's it was all Jeff's doing, but I think at a certain point, you know, 
the personal personal accountability is a thing. I mean, look look at all the look at all the things that Stellan tried to get Nero to do after he was already dead, supposedly. And you know, Nero at least grappled with most of those things. You know, he didn't just follow them blindly. You know, so I feel like Ace Buzz had a choice, and I think he made it. Fuck him is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. His germs take away. <laughs> See, I, Nero felt for Ace Buzz. Sure. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the boys of Wizard House. I mean, well, there's that, but there's also the fact that he claimed to be, he was haunted by this demon, and Nero's like, oh, I know exactly I what that. that feels like. I feel um, like I'm the only other one who's getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, ultimately, he couldn't help him, but Nero, he was... Iffy. I mean, Nero was kind of iffy about everybody for a while. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as season two kind of came to a close, he saw Ace Buzz as, as an ally and as someone who he thought he could help. Uh, but he just couldn't. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. It was. He still w- thinks Dash did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was when Ace Buzz uh, at the open mic. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot that's kind of how we started. I, yeah, my that brain was a big uh, return. Jumped. That was Arcalia, yeah. yeah. That open mic, my brain uh, left the game, <laughs> time traveled to 1997, and imagined most of the people he went to high school with. <laughs> that is where John was. <laughs> was like, I fucking know this guy. Yeah. I tried to be that guy for a few months, <laughs> and I hated myself I picked for up it. the guitar to learn satellite. <laughs> that, is why pe- that is why guys learn the, to play the guitar. Rob, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> they do it because chicks like it. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, that's how he... That's the only reason. That is how he <laughs> dated Dash for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on team fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he was the guitar guy He's at no the party. <laughs> we got two fuck with the side of sympathy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean... Um, the one that I think, you know... Uh, surprised us the most was of course Eldeth yeah. uh, which ripped me apart um, so as you might have guessed I had plans for Ace Buzz from the get go uh, uh, you know and had to, I had to Ger Martin him uh, for, for, mm. for reasons known and for reasons yet to be known um, but Eldeth was a complete surprise to me because like as happens in D&D it was a what I call a natural dice death Right. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. dice decided that one. Bob did not. I had other plans for Eldeth. Uh, those files have been deleted, <laughs> and it hurt. <laughs> I I deleted pages of ideas for Man. what Eldeth could do because I gotta respect the dice. Um, and you know, wait. So so uh, <laughs> no, you, so you, you gotta respect Ford. Gonna show up and say that his name is like uh, Beldeth. It's me, Beldeth. Beldeth taught him everything he knew about being a cleric. Yep. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like right. it. And we just decided to call him Eldeth. Right. That's, right. that's what I was going to say. Feel that's better. one of the only jokes I enjoyed in Beer Fest was when they killed off the character. And then he came back. And, in fact, uh, could you guys just call me by his name? For the rest of the in his honor. In his, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that one killed me uh, a lot uh, because, like I said, I had like stuff planned for him. I, I was having fun with him. Um, Germ, his relationship with you as your like personal healer 
for that stint <laughs> after after the crazy encounter. Uh, more rum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's was, talk more rum. Was one of my favorite RP moments that we've kind of explored. Um, and uh, yeah, that one hurt. That one it's going to hurt the party a lot, too, I think. Just be- Yeah, it's a healer. <laughs> we have no... He was the only one who knew about these things, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, from a mechanics perspective, a healer, but then also, like, just a religion expert. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot Which of I had a lot of questions that we, uh, uh, will remain unanswered. Yeah. We did not take advantage of him while we no, had him. We did not. It's like Eldeth is going to go here. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Eldeth. Uh, There's even a moment where he's like, "We need to talk about this later." Yeah. <laughs> Eldeth like, has invited you to a seminar in Vosca. Yeah, it's beer. like no one being fascinated by how good LeBron James is at basketball. <laughs> Doesn't anyone want to know how I can do this? <laughs> nah. It's like LeBron, yeah. we're trying to play cricket over here. Yeah, yeah. shut up. Uh, we just like watching you do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't care how you do it. <laughs> yep. um, so my friends Will and Becky, who are avid listeners and love the show, um, they, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I told you, I think I told you guys this in chat today. Uh, they were, they, they take a lot of, uh, uh, they live in um, Pennsylvania and they take a lot of drives to Buffalo uh, to visit Becky's family and go other places too, um, and they they use those car rides to binge on podcasts and specifically ours, and they listen to the episode where Eldef dies, the episode where Ace Buzz dies, and then the <laughs> aftermath episode all in the same trip. Yikes! Back to back. <laughs> That's intense. That's a quiet yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. If yeah. they have any sort of attachment to those characters, not that any. Yeah. Needs yeah. To don't make any assumptions, right. John. Well, well, like, but they're so sad. Like we do on this show, we like to get our avid listeners, our, our, our big fans, to like you know contribute and name things. Like the Drake sigh was named after my friend Chess. Uh, uh, and you know we, we we've had a couple other things. Well, Will and Becky named Eldad. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. oh so I didn't know that. Where, felt, where does the name come from? Uh, it is the name of Becky's uh, uh, female <laughs> character in another campaign that they're playing, um, and uh, uh, it's a fantastic mm. name. I it just is, I like. I was name, like, that's such a cool name. It's a strong name. It's such a cool name. And, like, honestly, when they gave it to me, I missed the part where they said that Eldeth is, a, like, you know, is being used as a female name. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. No, it's like, uh, it's the dwarven version of, like, Pat or Terry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eldeth. And Smashington, no, it's, it's and Smashington is like Smith. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> I thought it was dwarven for Elrond. El- Elrond Smashington. <laughs> Eldeth Hubbard. Representing. We, so. Actually, we might, we might have to cut that out or we'll get sued. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He'll find out. No, Thinking about that, get sued my, my train of thought... Abducted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Thinking about that, just my train at. of thought went to, oh, yeah, Elda, oh, Smashington, the shop. I'm Crazy Jim Crowley! Crazy Jim I forgot about Crazy Jim Crowley. Oh, man, that was great. Crazy Jim's arms. Or no, Jim's crazy arms. Germs, Germs crazy, crazy arms. arms. That was the order. 
we could have we could have walked away from all of this and just had a happy, quiet life. Oh, yeah. yep. as, as, as running an armory on people this. would have questioned what our situation was collectively. But they would have loved the prices. Yeah, <laughs> they would have loved the prices, and they would have been like, "I don't care." I mean. Their stuff is super cheap and it's really good. Now, there's a parallel dimension where you guys just went on quests to like get rare magical items and bring them back and sell to them sell. at the shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and that that's that was. And we all share an apartment above the shop. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> a la new girl, like oh, dashes Jeff. The, the, like, the side quest is just an episode of American Pickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes! It's like bidding on dumb uh, stats on History Channel. I got this epaulette. Uh, paid 180 gold for it. I can clearly resell it for 390. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me gouge this gnome. <laughs> look at this. Look at this anvil. This anvil was made in 1210. Now, sure, maybe I paid five grand for it. Maybe I'll get burned. I'll easily sell it for 10 grand. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a second. Uh, I got a guy who's uh, an expert on this specific brand of anvil. anvil I'm going to bring him in and talk to him, okay? (laughs) Great. Reality TV sucks. Yeah, yeah, long story short. Um... All right, uh, kind of like uh, lasting impressions, season two. Um, uh, epic, yeah, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last episode, uh, the season finale of season two, legitimately had me shook. Yeah, like the last terrifying. scene, the really last scene in the house, spooky. and then him, because the whole time I was like, "That butler's gonna kill one of us. That butler <laughs> is going to kill one of us." But then the story, uh, like the history of the chapel or whatever. And then just, like, my mind just went nuts building, like, this mental picture of it. And I was a little scared. Yeah, it's because, getting uh, real. Because I don't know when to turn it off. It's getting real spooky. It's getting spooky. It's getting spooky. It's too real spooky. Too spooky for me. <laughs> Season three dungeon crawl. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we just do, like, a, so like a quick a quick bring them up to speed here? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we started in a police station, and now... <laughs> <laughs> oh, a whole thing like, previously. Yeah. You, know stats. you guys want to buy some drugs? Gone! <laughs> oh, a dog. <laughs> oh, where'd the dog go? Oh, uh, excuse me. Five names out of Davenport. I felt like I wasn't a talking point, but that's fair. And so I wanted to, with Always that, I do want to address that because I really... Like, was keep, you know, like, we had all of our banter and everything, but I was really trying to keep the humor in-game mm-hmm. out of it, you know, mm-hmm. because, like, you're out at sea, shit's, you, you, you can't stay on land for more than half a day, mm-hmm. you know, you get imprisoned, and then you get freed, and then you have to run, like, there's just no time to breathe, so there's real no time to enjoy anything. So the two big moments that I wanted to hit for levity were... Alan and Bobby Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And their rowing son, Charmy. Charmy. <laughs> and then, of course, Boat Prom, which I will admit I wanted to explore more. <laughs> I just, I appreciate the fact that, like, a joke can come up. It'll kind of, like, take the stock market dip, 
but one of us is still super invested in it. It's like, it's going to turn around. You watch. You wait until quarter three, and then, like, it comes around full circle until, like... That is boat prom. Yeah. That's boat prom. That is so many things. We should do boat prom every year. We got in early on boat prom. We definitely got in early on boat prom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, season two... Highlights six months at sea without really anything dodging Imperials here and there. Nero's in a coma, right? The season picks up uh, with uh, Germ uh, getting a letter about friends in Arcalia, another island nation. Um, We go to Arcalia and uh, we meet Ace Buzz, who has been covertly uh, trying to get in touch with Nero and the bad humanoids for a while, finally succeeds. We learn that Ace Buzz and Dash have a history, right? And we get another of my favorite NPCs, again, just by random chance, uh, Gung near the giant, half-giant. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Guggy. Joins the crew to the tune of, like, you mean I get to bash up more dudes like this? I'm in. Um, we press on. And uh, we are left with more uh, length at sea um, once Nero is awake and now evil. That's right. Uh, because of a, a dangerous game of cards he played in the Nether Realm, the Purple World, uh, with another halfling named Bean Hilltopple, which is a name to remember. <laughs> Want to start a band? How can, name I will never how can you forget that. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nero, Gamwich, and Bean Hilltop. God, halflings are the best. Yeah, they really Nero are. Nero and the Bean. Nero and the Bean. <laughs> I mean, should we stop and, and just recount all of my family members? Yeah. Let's, Nero's family let's not forget Euro Gamwich. The oh, yeah, who we lost last season. Yeah, yeah the patriarch. Uh, Shwarma Gamwich, his lovely wife, <laughs> and, you know, magic user. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. <laughs> say it. It's <laughs> say. I'm not saying. I want you to Suvaki say. <laughs> and Mikano's parking, parking only. only. Yep. It's it's very it's 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 hard to translate what her name really means. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we have uh, 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 tension on the boat trying to figure out uh, uh, who uh, caused all of these bad tides to occur. Nero secretly contacts. Vasca. <laughs> Let's not forget that happened. Yeah. Uh, you got who dis. Once again, my bad. <laughs> you got who dis. <laughs> um, which creates even more uh, uh, nightmarish intrigue on the boat. Um, uh, we have uh, sailors starting to die off um, mysteriously. Uh, Nero's hands bloodied. Uh, mysterious dagger. Um, and pressing forward another landfall um, this time uh, to uh, try and uh, recruit and resupply uh, because things are dire. However, this is a trap. This one's a trap. Um, so there's a mole that we know. She's right. Uh, shoot, mole. Um, we meet Mordecai, who at first seems just like a tense... Uh, general slash admiral in the Imperial Navy and uh, later turns out to be, you know, Lich. 
uh, NBD. Just just a lich. We have a prison break um, from a pretty harrowing uh, torture scene where Germ Crowley loses Jesus. a tooth. Yeah. Uh, and a very outdated and uh, barbaric uh, ritual of taming orcs and half orcs. Um, uh, after escaping the, the new island, Sol Dominica, um, Captain James T. Crowley um, finally s- says something he's been meaning to say to Captain Germ Crowley, and that is. This isn't working. We're going back for one of our lost sailors on Arcalia. Um, we need to literally split the party. Um, a hard thing to digest, but a necessary thing. And in doing so, uh, leaves the Christopher's Cross uh, open to a naval attack from the Imperial Navy uh, docked at Sol Dominica. Uh, this attack uh, leaves the cross in ruins, uh, but survivors were many, and uh, it was overall a successful uh, fight uh, with a last-minute um, reintroduction of the Drake Psy. Um, we learned that... You're welcome. Um, <laughs> 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 we learned that Ace Buzz was, in fact, the mole the whole time, um, the details, the intricate details of which were still unclear, but we know that he was the one feeding the information to the Imperials, either directly or indirectly, uh, through other sources. Uh, uh, information TK on that. Following this, um, in the battle we lose uh, Eldeth, and shortly thereafter, uh, Ace Buzz takes his own life uh, because after confessing to Nero, he just can't handle. Uh, the voices, the 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 kind of like spiritual invasion that he has been clearly undergoing for way longer than anyone else, uh, which raises questions about Jeff, uh, former member of Wizard House, um, who's still so handsome. God, yeah, dashing, dashing, really sick. Um, <laughs> sick. <laughs> sick. Uh, we get to a the the the, the plan then becomes to. Fuck it. Go to the continent. Go to New Hampshire, where there are at least contacts um, and familial allies. Um, there is a push to um, a push for Nate to seek more about his mother's story through a series of letters uh, that he gets uh, throughout the season, um, and it seems as though New Hampshire is the best uh, place to 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 seek these out. We reach uh, New Hampshire, however, and all that is left is an empty manor house, uh, except for one old butler, old Turt Brockett. Uh, <laughs> We're all going to die. Is that really his name? It's I don't remember. Turt, Turt, Turt Brockett. Turt. Turt. Turt Brockett. That is his name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The Gamwich's old butler. <laughs> Heard. Now think about it. You, you may the... immediately say, oh, well, that's his name because that's what his parents named him. Now... Bear in mind that he, that guy's parents are Bob. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Turt. Turt. Um, of the New Hampshire <laughs> Brockets. <laughs> At the end of season two, we are left with a question mark where to go next. Um, we learn legend of a Voskian Basilica that has since uh, disappeared from uh, most common maps. Uh, ancient lore uh, legend, really. 
However, it is it does seem to fill a lot of gaps between the letters from Elise Cato, uh, some of the visions of Nero Gamwich, and just the general intuition of where to go next. Just for people who might not uh, know, uh, what is what is a basilica? A basilica is like a, a an incredibly ornate cathedral. Okay. Uh, the the most famous one in the world is probably the Basilica of Saint uh, Saint Paul. Yeah, I think so. I can never remember okay. if it's Paul or Peter. This is so embarrassing. In the Vatican, we'll double check it. Yeah, stupid asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guy doesn't know where his basilicas are. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I've literally been there and I can't remember. Um, I I think it's Peter. It's, P- it's Saint Peter because it's Saint Paul's Cathedral in London. There we go. Did it. Sweet. Anyway, uh, watch me be wrong. Uh, well, Peter's like higher up in the chain. Probably, Paul, right? Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. the guy who watches the gate. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. that's just how my brain works. I like it. I dig it. Um, <laughs> this basilica is nothing like that. <laughs> Imagine the opposite of the gates of heaven. <laughs> because they learn of a uh, fanatic of, of Vasca who built this thing in a fit of madness and then hid it from the world, question mark. However... It seems like all paths tend to lead to this place. However, how do you find an invisible basilica? Uh, That is what is on uh, the adventurer's plates. Immediately on the adventurer's plates, however, is Nero's realization uh, that Shardok, an emissary of Vasca's, is indeed real and in the world and can take the form of any dead one. Any anybody who has died Shardot can take the form of and uh, sort of inhabit their personality and who they are. Um, and a few of them march towards Nero as season two comes to a close. Yay. Yay. Everyone I ever loved is dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway. Oh, It's going to be the darkest season for Nero. <laughs> the season, season three is going to be the darkest season. Yeah, going back to being evil. <laughs> Plus a lot of emotional stuff between like Nate and Dash and Germ and Captain T. Crowley and uh, Nero and Hoods. Of course. Yeah, yeah I remember. I remember, uh, I remember. I remember thinking about. Uh, I wanted to uh, before we left for the continent to talk with Captain Crowley, the other one, and like kind of get let him off the hook a little bit. But then I forgot to do it in game, so. <laughs> I love that that didn't yeah, happen. Though. It's just a like, missed a misconnection, you know. And yeah. now that and now that they're in charge of like sacking the port of uh, Rashad and like, it, it's possible he might not make it. It's very because it's a yeah. it's a yeah. it's a raid. And yet another regret in the life of Germ Crowley. <laughs> Chalk one up for old Germ. <laughs> and that's where we are. And after a short break, are you guys ready to start season three a little? A little bit. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, do it. let's uh break it up. Take five.